good, everybody? Welcome to the Content House for another episode of What's Good Podcast, one of the hottest upcoming entrepreneurs, business people, and artists around the city, and as you can tell from my previous episodes, around the world. So, my name is Bruce, and today I have a special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, somebody I hold dear to my heart, somebody who's very multi-talented. I love bragging about her. I have a phone full of notes right here that I just want to highlight everything about her, but uh, please welcome my friend, Cece. What's up, guys? What's up? What's cooking in New York? Cece, I'm Bruce, thank you for having me. Likewise, likewise. So, Cece is very multi-talented. She's very big in the finance industry, in the music industry, in the fashion industry. So, just to highlight a couple things about her. So, she graduated from Villanova with a degree in finance. She's worked in a lot of big uh, Fortune 500 companies, right? Max. A lot of Fortune 500 companies, um, a lot of music companies as well, on the executive end, as well as on the finance end as well. And uh, she's also a Delta too, so shout out to all the Deltas out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to the Deltas, that's right. Yeah, you know, like, I always got to shout out yeah. the Greeks, that J.P. <laughs> Who's you know, so I had a couple Greeks on my show so far. So yeah, it's just, I have a whole, like, list of things I could go on and on about, but let's get straight into uh, the first, uh, I guess you could say, first industry, so finance. So, uh, being that you have a finance background and whatnot, uh, where did you go from there? So funny enough, like I started with a marketing background and that's like low key like what I really wanted to kind of level off with like everyone's like, yo, like marketing and market, like I need to pay more much, like do finance. My brother was in finance and like he's somebody I had to look up to, you know. <laughs> and I was like a math geek, all this stuff. So my head I was like I was always like music orientated, like that was always like from day one, like my thing, music entertainment, like I've been like a street promoter, like from sixteen in the club, like Everybody who knows me, like, see me in Tropical Grill, like, selling tickets for, like, these <laughs> concerts when I was 16 years old at a 21 and older club. Like, I was really grinding. Tropical Grill where? In Queens. Oh, uh, I knew I was in Bugging. Yeah, that's like, why, that's why it's fine. Best out in Brooklyn. Like, I used to really <laughs> do a lot of, like, street stuff for them. But I was like, yo, like, you know, the family I kind of come from, like, education's always been first. And I was like, all right, like, I can really do whatever I want. Like, you want to shout out your background? Oh, I'm Nigerian. So yeah, like I was like, okay, like I could just keep my foundation and kinda like do whatever I want to navigate. So like I went to like an accounting Wall Street type school. So like they didn't have no music opportunities. I could have went to HBCU, like kinda chose not to do that. And so like I started like in corporate space and I was like, nah, like one year out I was like, I'm out, I'm going to the music industry. So I was like I bust my way through Sony Music and like that kinda like changed everything for me. So that has made it easier to kind of connect the dots and like what my bigger picture was. So. Yeah, so I was actually just about to ask too. So I actually already knew she worked for Sony. So I was going to ask you, was that more of a music tip or was that more of a finance tip? Like, Bruh, like everybody at Sony knew like I was in finance, but I was never finance. Like I made it very clear, like my passion is to like bust through like the music side. Like my mentor was like, you're going to be on a billboard one day. Like three years later, I was on a billboard. So like. Like everybody at Sony knew what was up. Like I made it very clear. Like I've been in the studio from day one, starting to work on that album that I had dropped. Um, and I was just kind of using my connects and finance background to like make the business sense make sense and like get the investors and all that stuff. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, being that you were a student athlete, right? Um, yeah, I know I'll put you on blast. Damn, say everything, man. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so research. being that you were a student athlete, do you feel like you know just always be, and uh, just like you know your background and whatnot? Do you feel like it always gave you like a motivated type of like fiery, like inspirational type of yeah. personality. Because, you know, being a woman in finance, I know it's like not really the easiest because it's not like a lot of women in finance. Yeah. So. 
No, like, I'm a point guard, so, like, I've yeah. always been, like, I'm a leader, like, I'm gonna put the team on my back, and, like, my product, just, like, put things into context, <laughs> like, if y'all haven't done your research, like, I'm an executive producer, um, now a published, like, songwriter, I have placements out, um, I'm just, like, a dot connector, do events, a lot of stuff, but anyway, long story short, like, being a point guard in basketball, like, I'm always, like, the person that kind of carries the team on my back, which is what, like, my project was about, it was, like, really... Me being executive producer, bringing the money and bringing the vision and like bringing these talented artists together and trying to blow them up. So, like, it definitely, like, my discipline comes from basketball. Like, it comes from basketball being a point guard. Like, no doubt about that. Like, anyone who's a student athlete can relate, you know, discipline definitely comes from sports. Hands down. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, not just on the finance side, but even on the business side. So, if we backtrack just a little bit to talk, uh, talk, uh, tap into the fashion side. So before you graduated, you started your fashion line, Atario. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, yo, my brand was so trash. I remember watching one of your episodes, and I felt so attacked. Like when you were talking about like brands, like you know, like like they really didn't put no effort towards their stuff, and like it's just trash. And you see them in the comments, like trying to fight their customers. Like I took that personally because like when I first started, like my thing was so bad. Like like I had like T-shirts. And then I would put like African fabric on the sleeves and then like I had like words on it with like emojis and it was just so corny and so trash, but it was my marketing was fire. Like all I did was get like 300 of my friends. I've got them mad pizza, brought them up to like one of my ex's church and we took a photo shoot like outside. Everybody was wearing it. Everybody, so everybody, it was like a mob. So everybody already like knew of, it was emoji express back then. It was so bad. But it was like, it was like, what the hell, like, that's so corny, but at least it gave me, like, the market, the platform, and then when I got the capital to actually, like, start making the stuff that I really, like, wanted to make or, like, could make. But, like, I don't know, like, what your question is, because I really went on a tangent, but... No, no you pretty much have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was just asking just to talk about, you know, like, your backstory to your fashion and whatnot. Because yeah. I know you told me you've done fashion shows as well. Yeah, so, like, my fashion was how I got into music. So, like, I pretty much, like, my brother still went to Albany and they, like, would do all those, like, a super ASA fashion shows. And then, like, right. when I, yeah. one of them, like, did a fashion show, like, in the Bronx and I was a model for it. And then I started my brand, like, short after because in high school I did a fashion show. That blew up in, like, the newspaper. And then I, like, started my actual brand, like, freshman year. And then, like, because my brother and my sister was lit in school, like, I was easy, like, for me to penetrate into ASA. Asuba is, like, the ASO um, organizations, like universities um and then like i would literally like saw them start bringing like artists out to like perform um at their show like, yo that's a really cool concept so like i went back to the bronx and then i did like the first ever fashion show where i brought you know an artist and a young brother you know young prince like he was like yeah. that's when he was like really starting like was post all of my shows and then i started bringing like major global afrobeat artists from nigeria mr easy like his first ever show yeah. ever in new york was like me and like we oversold that, like people was outside, couldn't get in, like it had to refund ticket. It was crazy, like and that's when I really like got popping. And that's when artists started now like gravitating towards me. And I like got into Sony and I started working on my album simultaneously and then like I don't know, like it was supposed to be just like a oh, small yeah, album. So it was supposed to be like a small album with friends and then literally like K Camp came on it, like all the all the big dogs came on it. I had a I had five I had a record with five of you and like that didn't Bro, that didn't clear out clearly through. Um Even just, I didn't know that, so he went to jail like right after, so like it was like the reason and I think it worked out. Like I love like Fabio No. Was this like undergoing Fabio or like This was like 
before like the Fabio now. Fabio. Yeah, this was like right after the song with Dream Dog Fabio. So he was, yeah. I was trying to put him on a record with this um, UK artist named Kidda Cuts. It would have been a fire ass, a fire track. But like, it was just for me, I felt like the price that he was trying to like charge at the time versus the values that got him. Like, I, I couldn't, like, I wanted to make a like great record. I didn't just want to get a feature, you know what I'm trying right. to say? So I just made a decision to like, Shocked that money on K Camp and made all I need, which I think is an amazing record. So, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Personally. Yeah, so it was better that I made a top notch record and I just had like a big feature. I mean, like, I think I kind of fumbled it back because like Fabio was huge as hell now. So, I mean, you have one song already, so yeah, I mean, we had Capella blowing up from the album, all that stuff. So, like, it's been good since then. Like, it's opened a lot of doors. I'm not even mad about. You know, yeah, so yeah, so speak about your relationship with Capella since you know he's like one of the hottest artists right now in New York. Yeah. Like I know it's more of a friendship more than just a business type of thing with you. No one actually knows this, but Capella went to like um middle school and elementary school with my brother and sister. So and then he's like we're from the same church and he's also seven day Adventist, I'm seven day Adventist. So like all our churches are connected. So like he will come to like our combined church events the same. So um back in the day like I was like a content creator like i had i don't know if you remember backtrack london mm-hmm. it was like this uk like reality like debate thing that went big on youtube so we created a new york version before the backtrack new york came out and that you got to happen to that yeah audience, you got to happen to that too if you know about it check out a comment in the comments yeah backtrack london but we did you chatting which was like the new york version my my dumbass gave up that youtube page one of the artists i used to manage but that's a separate story but um <laughs> Basically, like Capella did the um, theme song for that that uh, viral like thing that went out. We had like Choice Westbrook by the time on Sona before mm-hmm. he blew up. Like these are people who I invited to be like guest talkers on like this YouTube thing. Capella did the um, the uh, yeah, and then like I was just like seeing Capella blowing up. He was had his whole big Mount Vernon like support system going. Did a support system going? He had like these girls named Rain, and he was like managing back then. Um, and I just wanted to support everything he was doing, so I connected with some girl that was doing like all these like artist shows back then, and like you know help her blue, try to help her connect the dots with Capella, give her a platform to perform anything I was doing. I was putting Capella on when I started the project. Capella was like in almost every single studio session during COVID when we were making every. I have some with Capella that hasn't been released. Um, and he actually named my project, if not me, then who. The day when we made, yeah, the day we made New York Love Story with Amber, he was like, nah, like, you some diddy, like, if not, you know, like, <laughs> that, like, he coined that, um, album. He actually started writing, um, the last song, if not me, then who, before he was about to blow up, so he went ghost, and so some other artists came and, like, finished the record, so, like, we go way back, and, like, um, I mean, his album is tape is dropping soon, and like we've been in talks about like me coming on the management side for him and getting him some bookings and like making him a little bit more on the corporate side. Um, but I mean, I just got back from Africa, so we haven't really like sat right, down to true. really talk about it that in depth. And he has like a lot going on with this project, and I'm you know starting my new role in the label now. So like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of good things. There's or whatever. Like him and I are like pretty like close, like especially on the music side and business side. I'm really proud of him. Like. So I love this outstanding guy, growing, you know, making his mistakes, but like he really has something special in the industry. So like I'm very excited for that tape. Like I don't say he's a one hit wonder. I don't think so. Like yeah, I, okay. I think he's here for a very, very, very long time. So yeah. yeah so sure. yeah. So that's that's a very good bond right there. So speaking on the music tip on your side. So like 
Speak of, well, that's, that's the thing. I know that you're very known for developing talent, so speak to us about Tarya, the label, as well as like your personal yeah. artist that you were yeah. managing. So, like, off the record, like, honestly, I'll be very honest, like, I don't co-sign my journey, like, as a talent manager. I think it's a very challenging um, and interesting, like, uh, career path to be going towards, especially depending on the dynamic of, like, the artists that you work with. Like, I'm someone who's, like, super, super, super passionate about the music industry, about the talents that I manage. Like I said, I'm a prank artist. Like, I take, you know, a lot of people's careers like on the back of my shoulder, like it's my own career, you know? And I think that, like, um, I think that has like shot me in a little bit in the foot a little bit. And I think that was like part of my journey because I had like a finance, like upbringing. Like I didn't go to like a music business school. Like now I've been accepted to do my master's at like NYU for music business, music mm -hmm. tech. Right? Like no one really knows yeah, that. Yeah, my sister goes that way, she's about to graduate. Yeah, no one really knows that, but that's like one of the that's like you know fall this year and stuff just to get that background because i think like a lot of times i was like you know hustling and figuring it out for these artists and sometimes i also became the investor for these artists and i was dropping like 5k 10k 20k racks and like loving these artists and like not necessarily having the business and like legal structure that i now have now like i kind of wish that like some of the artists that i've been privileged to manage like i met them now like when I have the large capital, you know, like when, you know, the millions of the money's there for me and like the connections is there because like back then it was just me and them and it was like definitely very difficult. Like it takes, it's like a raising a child, it takes an army to like really move an artist to the next level. You know what I'm trying to say? And a lot of these artists, they aren't treating their artistry like a business. They're treating it as like, oh, everybody got an F for me because I'm talented. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say? They're not like monetizing, like, yo, let's, let me take my half of my paycheck and run up some merch to like, stay not thinking like that. Like, to get an artist who really is super talented, like, like I've managed some superstar people, like, and for them to also have the business structure, like, it's very hard to like find the two. But now I'm stepping in that space with like, propeller with like, you know, access, like, a lot of these big Afrobeat artists back home. And when I got my Afro, everyone was like, yo, like. Anybody like, want to shout out specifically? Bro, like, well, first of all, shout out to, you know, he's manages uh, CK right now. Um, I know they wanted to bring me on the team as well to like get a lot of like bookings for them as well. Shout out to Babylon's Tim's team. Like they've been support like Jerry, first of all, um Babylon's manager. Um just everybody like when I was doing my album who didn't look at me as like y'all who's this girl? I mean there was people who was like who's this girl? Because I'm was like freaking like 24, 25 like so yeah like here's I'm trying to do this project. Like I sounded crazy back then but like just shout out to everybody who's just like never said no to me like and just was like yo she knows exactly what she's talking about she has a vision and just like allowing me to like create you know what it is i created where i am now so like you know Dremel, um and Nessie from dmw david um's entire team uh lati kalu the entire club in nigeria who just created my whole like marketing plan and pushed my project all over africa like shout out to y'all um but yeah, man, like, it's it's, just, it's been a journey, like, I think managing talent is a very, very difficult task to do if you don't have a team, like, if you don't really, really have a team, but they don't understand the business, it's difficult, but, like, when you have that structure and that artist is grinding as well, just like you, it's, like, a beautiful thing to see, so I've been able to see, like, both sides of it, you know, so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy, like, it's, it's crazy. Like the music industry journey is it's a one in a million thing. Not everybody really makes it or gets their big shine or like see something that like 
you know, they feel like, yeah, it's worth it. You can keep spending bread until you pop off, like, and, or you, you keep spending bread and you don't pop off and that's just lost income. It's a very tough industry. So it's just like, shout out to every artist that's like, you know, trying to like make, make it make sense for themselves. It's not easy at all. So. Yeah. So I know you've done a lot of concerts and I know you've done like, uh, a lot of songwriting. Are we gonna like what? What's next for CC? Like, are we gonna finally see you on the artist side? Are we gonna finally hear your voice on the track? Like, Everybody wants me to go on the artist side, but I'll, I'll be I, lying for yeah. Yeah. Album party. I'm like the way you perform all these songs at the party. I'm just like, why don't you? Like, yeah, why don't I get on the get on the come the artist, man? I I just think that like I I really just admire what artists do. I just don't think. I mean, maybe I. Who knows? Like, I could be like little. Didn't even like a trace songs. I'm missing so I'm like you know once in a while, but like I really like look up to what they do. I don't think that I have like that level of social energy to be like yo let's perform. Like I come and perform and then like I need like a two week vacation like in silo like by myself because it's like too much like social energy. But um I have done some writing like last year like towards the end of the year I went and like binged out some records for at least five artists that I'm hoping to see them drop this year. Um, but one important and special song is the one I have with my brother, Remy Rocks. Um, I think that song is very incredible. I think everybody who listens to it thinks it's very incredible. So that song, I believe, is dropping this year. And then I have some, you know, low-key stuff that I'm working on as well. I have some singles that I have recorded in the past with some artists um, that haven't dropped, that are, like, in the vault that I am pursuing to drop this year, like, probably, like, maybe, like, towards the summer or, like, towards my birthday, try to figure it out. Um, and then I've been like hanging out with like Cardi B's production camp a lot and just kind of overseeing like the producers and artists that are coming in and out of there and like what they got going on over there. And then I just recently got hired to video um, as like an account manager, label manager. So I will be handling a lot of like the signs that they have. And my brother um, and my family and I are actually I don't want to like toot the horn or like we haven't really established you know the label direction that we're going, but we're looking to give you know ten million to a label this year, uh, sign a new Afrobeat artist, um, and just be underneath one of their cost centers. Um, so that's a big, uh, big um, unofficial official project that like my family is like personally working on. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. So unfortunately, we are running out of time. So we definitely have a part two for yeah. sure. Be on the lookout for that. But is there any fun way you want to give the audience so far? I just hope I didn't bore y'all, man. Like, my <laughs> no, journey is it's a, it's a lot of talking. Um, it's, it's a lot. I try to be as authentic as possible in these interviews and just, you know, really talk about, like, some stuff I've gone through. But, yeah, man, like, I just, everyone should keep grinding and keep just believing in yourself. I mean, like, it's tough, but, like, if you really, like, look at, like, how far you've come, like, that's when you kind of realize, like, yo, like, I did something, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so I still have a I still have a bunch of points I want to hit, but we got to save that for part two. So, uh, where can everybody find you? At? Uh, you guys could. I mean, I'm. Uh, you guys can follow me on my Instagram, man, and I like hate social media now, but it's C E C E underscore. This record is lit, and that's across all social medias. Uh, TikTok. Uh, my Facebook is my full name, Chanasa, and stream my music. If not me, then who? By C C or yeah. I think if you just type it, it comes up now. My arm rooms is popping, so I think if you just type, if not me, then move by CC, you'll find it. But 
Thanks for listening. All right. It's definitely a pleasure to see you know, this my sister right here. So you know, I definitely had to get up here. This is like one of the first people I spoke to about getting up on this show. So and I was like, you gotta do it, man. Like I, I, I appreciate you. Like I feel like I we're on the same. The same you know, so busy, yeah, like I really respect what you're doing. Your platform that you're providing. So thank you. Respect. So yeah, y'all see what's going on. Part two is on the way. So you know, stay tuned. It's Breeze, CC. We're out. It's Cookie New York. <laughs> thank you for having me.